Hello listeners, Mike Murphy here, welcoming you to another episode of the ABB Solutions Podcast. I'm really looking forward to this topic today. It's about big motors using big horsepower. Who doesn't like to hear about this stuff? With me today is Samuel Patrick, ABB Product Manager for Large Machines and Generators. He's here to speak about the all-new ABB AMI 5800 motor. Sam, welcome. Morning, Michael. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks again for coming on. Listeners, so Sam was on on a previous episode about the ABB NXR motor, but we're going to talk about the AMI 5800 motor. So can you first share with me what drove ABB to develop this product? And if you don't mind sharing, what industries is this best suited for? Yeah, uh, certainly. So the AMI 5800 really kind of came out of a, a need that we recognized from, from our customer base. So for your keen listener who's familiar with our, our last episode where we talked about the NXR US, that is a rib-cooled product that we offer as modified order. So being available as modified stock, it has a standard feature set that we can then do some modifications to. But oftentimes there is particular applications or segments that have specific needs that you can't get just through modifications. And so that's when you need more of an engineered solution and something with a greater degree of modularity. So at its core, a, a rib-cooled motor has a great deal of protection for different environmental circumstances, but is maybe not as power-dense as a open-aired motor is. So you can get a lot more power density out of an open-air motor like a modular induction motor, but you might still need to have the environmental protections that you get with a rib-cooled motor. So, so what do you do in those circumstances? You change out the cooling method on the modular induction motor to make it more of a totally enclosed type rather than an open-air circuit type. You can change out the seals and increase the ingress protection as well and make it really suited to, to the same type of environments that you have with a rib-cooled motor, but it allows you a lot more flexibility in, in how you design that machine. Okay. So then as far as what segments and industries it's geared to, you know, really that, that modularity makes it suitable that it can fit in a wide range of applications. So you can go from something in a really clean room type of environment where you're not going to have much contamination you can have a open air circuit motor that is very reliable and high performance without a lot of protection features added to it for ease of operation. Or you can have one with lots of ingress protection and monitoring features added to make sure that it's able to withstand the, the rigors of a more demanding application like something in a corrosive environment in a you know, a chemical oil and gas or a mining or, or cement type of application where you'd have a, a lot harsher environment. So, okay, great. So you mentioned some high demand in environments um, and applications. So talk to, about what is ABB doing to help keep this motor's performance? Sure. So it, again, that, that really comes down to the base design. Uh, once you get a solid base design, Really, it's then about keeping that machine running. So we start with a, a really solid foundation. It uses a fabricated steel enclosure that, that we weld together with reinforced feet. And then you add on to that a cooling method that makes it suited to the 
application or, or industry that it's going to be operated in. And so that provides the, the protection necessary to preserve the performance that you're delivering out of the base machine. Then on top of that, there's oftentimes different condition monitoring devices that you'll add in to, to keep an eye on those particular conditions that it's operating in, giving you an idea if there's any sort of maintenance needed coming up or uh, to look for any kind of extraordinary events like vibration or temperature that might affect the, the long-term life of the machine. Okay. Uh, you mentioned a lot about ingress protection. What kind of insulation system does this motor have? Sure. So you know, the AMI 5800 utilizes ABB's standard Micadur insulation system. So that's that's a insulation system that we have first brought to market. I think it's 35 years ago now that we've continued evolving and developing over time to make it a really stout foundation to use for our electrical designs. So that really preserves the long life of the, the motor. The second to, to the bearings of a motor, the insulation failures would, would be the second most common mode of failure for an electric motor. And every 10 degrees Celsius that you can have the motor operated cooler, it actually doubles the life of the insulation. So we've got our Micadur insulation system that you know makes sure that we have a good solid insulation on the conductors. But then on top of that, we make sure that we've got a good amount of airflow throughout the, the motor to keep the windings cool, to keep the bearings cool, to extend the life of each machine and allow you to get the, the most out of it and keep your operations up and running. Okay. So does that insulation system also help out if this motor were, say, uh, run on a VFD? Absolutely. Yeah. So these days, you can't really design an induction motor or its insulation system without anticipating it being used on an inverter. That just the benefits of operating on an inverter for a lot of applications, especially variable torque loads like pumps and compressors and fans, those are too great to really ignore how often you will have a motor operating on, on inverter power. But going along with that, I think as you're kind of alluding to here is, you know, there is the pulse width modulated waveform that you get from inverter operation that you do need to be prepared for. So the insulation system is designed to, to withstand a life of operation on inverter power and those higher peaks that you get along with that in modern inverter topologies. Okay. And I think you mentioned this uh, before the insulation system about the bearings, anything special about the bearings in this, in this product? Yeah. So again, this goes back to the, the modularity of the machine. It's able to be configured with either anti-friction or sleeve bearings. So depending on what the speeds and operations of the machine are, or what kind of maintenance intervals that you might have, or just uh, certain specification requirements. Some customers want to have sleeve bearings on their operation because they have that, they see the value in extended life that you get from a sleeve bearing. And so we're, we're able to provide that. But not only are we able to provide those two options, but we've done a lot of work with the AMI 5800 of making sure that, that it's suited to operation in the North American market. So the 5800 name, I emphasize that a lot because we did a lot of work to make sure that the AMI 5800 was a suitable drop-in replacement for NEMA frame machines, the 5800 specifically. So there is a very tight tolerance on machines that are installed in the field 
that you need to be able to to meet in order to support replacement of those machines. And so we, we've done that here with the AMI 5800. And part of that does come down to the bearing package that we have. So the XBA dimension, which without getting too much into jargon and all that, but the XBA dimension or the distance from the front foot hole to the end of the shaft extension, that's that's really a critical dimension when it comes to installing machine because really that's where the rubber meets the road, so to speak. If you aren't able to meet that dimension of an existing machine, then that means that the person who's purchasing it is going to have to either redo the base so that your motor can fit and couple to their existing equipment or you know make other types of changes to make it fit in there. So we've done a lot of work as far as that dimension, the width and the length of the motor to make sure it fits. But also, you know, part of that is in North America operating on 60 hertz, especially for two pole machines, that is operating at a higher speed range that can leave you in some situations where you run into critical speed issues if your design isn't set up appropriately from the start or starting with a a solid foundation. And another part of the bearing design is looking at that bearing span from one bearing to the other and how that affects the length of the rotor core and the shaft length by being sensitive to that and designing a shorter bearing to bearing span allows us to keep those critical frequencies at our operating speed ranges uh, more under control and provide more stable operation for the machine as well. And again, all that stability goes into extending the life of the motor and the bearings along with it. Okay. That's great. I'm also glad that you highlighted that critical dimension because I'm guessing some people might just consider footprint based, you know, or mm-hmm. based to, to shaft center height. I, I know very few maintenance personnel that like to bring the fixed application closer to a motor. So uh, <laughs> yeah. that, that's really interesting about the, yeah. about the bearings. Yeah. You know, you can always make a shaft longer, but mm-hmm. at a certain point you need to have enough there to put a coupling or a shiv onto. So if your length uh, from those points isn't correct, there's not really much to work with. So Right, right. All right, Sam. So in our last conversation with the NXR, we talked about its efficiency. So I want to talk about that uh, with this AMI 5800. What has ABB done to help reduce energy consumption with this product? Yeah, well, so it, energy efficiency is really at the, the forefront of a lot of our design methodologies when, when we're producing electric motors these days. ABB, as you know, we, we're very involved in the energy efficiency movement. And so it, it's a topic that's very important to us. And and with good reason, you know, we, we refer to it as the first fuel because the savings that you get from energy efficiency actually prevent you from consuming energy sources that didn't need to be produced in the first place. So every bit of energy efficiency savings that you can get really makes a very large impact on not only the energy that is having to be produced in our economy, but also the operation costs for the end user. So even a fraction of a percent of energy efficiency gains for a piece of equipment that's operating every day is real actual savings. So what you often see is by searching out a motor that is as optimally efficient as possible, you typically end up seeing that you will get savings that help to cover the cost of the motor in a much shorter time period. I think estimates are about 95 to 98 percent 
of the cost of an induction motor over its lifetime come down to the energy costs, whereas the remaining 5 to 3% are between its initial cost and a little bit of maintenance costs. So again, energy efficiency can't be underestimated with the selection of an induction motor. And to that end, the AMI 5800 in pretty much every case either meets the NEMA premium efficiency level or it exceeds it. And not only that, some of the designs also exceed what would be the IE4 level or equivalent of the IE4 level of efficiency as well. So the gains that you're able to get in energy efficiency with one of these machines is really just extraordinary when you compare it to what you might commonly see on the market. Okay. Energy efficiency, the first fuel, I like that. So AMI 5800 is a fuel saver. I like it. There you go. Same, you uh, spoke earlier about a little bit of the customization that you can do with this product. So can you expand a little bit more on some of the ways a customer can modify this product? Yeah, absolutely. So again, it all goes back to it being a, a modular kind of design. So we can tweak a lot of the different components and features that it has to it. But, you know, not, not every application is the same for a large motor. Some applications have a very high inertia at starting. So you need a lot of starting torque in order to get those loads moving. But you need to do it without stalling the motor or, or frying the rotor with really high starting currents. So tweaking the electrical design to make it suited to, to a high inertia load is one aspect of it. Another is certain applications that have variable torque loads like a reciprocating compressor, making sure that we've got a rotor design that is suited to those variable torque loads so that you're not going to have a, a shaft that snaps off after you know six months. That's another part of it. You know, it, It's not really worth getting one of these new machines just to have to replace it in the field after you know six months of operation so customizing and, and tweaking the design to make it suited to the application it does require a bit of know-how on the part of our team of, of engineers but that's domain expertise that we have to help deliver a long-lasting and high-performance machine to our customers okay great i do have one more question for you but a little side note for the listeners that will be in the area for the isa convention in june of 2023. This motor will be on display, ABB Booth 400. And Sam, I guess while I've got you, you're also presenting at this show too, right? That's right. Yep. So I will be in the New Solutions Theater Monday, June 26 at 1.50. That's Eastern Time. I don't know if they're going to have a video feed or anything. Probably not. But if you're there, 1.50 Eastern, I will be talking about the AMI 5800. But we'll also have a demo of this on the floor at ESA as well. It's going to be right at the front doors in booth 400. It's about five feet tall. It should be pretty hard to miss. But if you did manage to miss it, come and see us there where we can talk more about it. All right. Very cool. Very cool. All right. So can you sum this up for me? What can folks who are, are at the show, what can they see? And what are some of the takeaways you want our listeners to hear about the AMI 5800? Yeah, absolutely. So the modular induction product is really kind of one that, that is a bread and butter offering for large motor customers. But what we wanted to do was bring a motor to the market that blended the best of what I would call our, our ABB designs, where we have uh, energy efficiency, sustainability, and circularity all inherent in the designs and those kind of leading edge industry technologies. 
and combine that with the industry know-how that we have from our Reliance designs going back decades from operating in the U.S., And so the AMI 5800 is really kind of the blending of both of those design philosophies and brings to the market the best of both worlds to to give the customer something that is almost kind of a misnomer, but it's it's tried and true, but also incorporates leading edge technology. So we're very excited to be able to talk to our customers about that and show them all the solutions that we've got and ABB's large motor and generators group. All right. Great. I think that is a perfect place to stop. Sam, hey, thanks again for talking with me on the AMI 5800 motor. Thanks, Michael. Again, if you're going to be at the ESA show, please stop by booth 400. You can't miss it. Uh, Remember, if you'd like more information on these motors, contact your local ABB sales representative or visit us at abb.com. And please keep tuning in to the ABB Solutions podcast on your favorite channel. Thanks and have a great rest of your day.